Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is James 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would be people of faith, faith that acts. We pray that we would be people who show our faith to everyone. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. James 2. My brothers, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with partiality. For if someone enters into your assembly in fine clothing, with a gold ring on his finger, and a poor person in filthy clothing also enters, and you look favorably on the one wearing the fine clothing, and you say, Be seated here in a good place. And to the poor person you say, You stand, or be seated there by my footstool. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers, did not God choose the poor of the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Are not the rich exploiting you and they themselves dragging you into the courts? Do they themselves not blaspheme the good name of the one to whom you belong? However, if you carry out the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin, and thus are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but stumbles in one point only has become guilty of all of it. For the one who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. Thus speak, and thus act, as those who are going to be judged by the law of liberty. For judgment is merciless to the one who has not practiced mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What is the benefit, my brothers, if someone says that he has faith, but does not have works. That faith is not able to save him, is it? If a brother or a sister is poorly clothed and lacking food for the day, and one of you should say to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and eat well, but does not give them what is necessary for the body, what is the benefit? Thus also faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. But do you want to know, O foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was working together with his works. And by the works, the faith was perfected, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, And Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And likewise, was not Rahab the prostitute also justified by works when she welcomed the messengers and sent them out by a different route? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith, without works, is dead. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. James is very practical. He starts this chapter saying, 
My brothers, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with partiality. So he's talking about how our faith will show up, and he is concerned about partiality. Being partial is to have favorites. We naturally are more attracted to some people than to others. And typically what attracts us is looks, especially the look of riches. So James gives this example of two people who come into the assembly. The word James uses is actually the word synagogue. But for us today, we are probably thinking of someone coming into our church building. So how do we treat these people? Do we warmly greet the people who are attractive to us and ignore or minimize the ones who don't interest us? James says that is becoming a judge with evil thoughts. Wow, that is strong language. We might be thinking that we weren't mean to the poor man. Some people might throw him out coming in here looking like that, but at least we let him stay. But James says we should not be judging by looks. He says, actually, it is the poor that God has chosen. Remember in the Sermon on the Plain in Luke that Jesus said, Blessed are the poor. And James says, Isn't it the rich people who sue you? Poor people aren't the ones suing you. Instead of judging by looks, James says, we need to follow what he calls the royal law. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we need to love the poor man, just like we love ourselves. What can I do to help this man? James says that if we are not merciful, then we won't receive mercy ourselves. Then James gets back to that word faith that he mentioned at the beginning of the chapter. What if someone says he has faith without works? Remember that we are saved by faith. Paul worked hard in Romans and Galatians to tell us that we aren't saved by law-keeping. So does that mean we don't do anything? James says a faith that doesn't work is a dead faith. He gives the example of saying nice things to someone who needs help but not helping them. Those are empty words. So our faith is empty if it doesn't produce action. Faith and belief are the same thing. So he gives the example of someone who says they have faith and they believe that God is one. Great, he says, you're at the same level of the demons. They shudder at what they believe because they know where they are headed. James calls this person foolish who doesn't act on what they say they believe. James gives the example of Abraham. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. Paul made a big point of that, and James agrees. But James points out that Abraham's faith caused him to act. James points out when Abraham went to offer his son Isaac on the altar at God's command. That was acting on faith. We noticed in Hebrews that the writer there suggested that Abraham had faith that God would raise Isaac from the dead. And God did, in a way, by stopping Abraham at the last moment. So James makes the point here that Abraham had a faith that was alive and active, not a dead, inactive faith. Then James gives the example of Rahab, who acted on her faith by keeping the spies safe. So James says that true faith will show up in our action. And now for a deeper dive. Some people have felt that James and Paul disagreed with one another about faith and works, because Paul argued long about how we are saved by faith, not by works, and here James is saying that we have to have works. But Paul wasn't saying that we should have faith that does nothing. In Romans, where Paul was stressing that we are saved by faith, he says in chapter 6, verse 1, 
What therefore shall we say? Shall we continue in sin in order that grace may increase? May it never be. How can we who died to sin still live in it? So Paul is saying that our faith will show up in action as well. And I don't see James saying that we are saved by our works. He isn't saying that we earn our salvation. We don't do good works to be saved. We do good works because we believe in God, because we believe that what God says is the best. So we want to do whatever God says, because we believe that God loves people, so we want to love people in tangible ways. So when we see someone in need, we want to help in whatever way we can. So then, is this passage here in James talking about how we are saved? I think not. He's talking about results. God looks for our faith in order to save us, and God can see faith. But I cannot see your faith except through your actions. I can get a pretty good idea if you have faith by looking at your actions. Although, you could be doing those actions for other reasons, such as to impress me. Take baptism, for example. God commands us to be baptized, and connects that with the forgiveness of sins and receiving the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. So if you believe, if you have a living faith, you will be baptized. You don't earn the forgiveness of sins by being baptized, and God doesn't save you on the basis of being baptized. God saves you on the basis of your faith. But I can look at you being baptized and see your faith in action. Now, you might be baptized for another reason. Maybe someone really wants you to be baptized, so you do it just to please them. So I could be fooled into thinking that I am seeing your faith. Time will tell. And if you are baptized for some reason other than faith, and don't have faith, then all you will get from it is wet. But if you are baptized in faith, then that is a living faith, and it will be followed by many other actions of your faith. And those actions from faith will prove to everyone that God has justified you. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.